0: So we are into week three of our series, Authentic, and we are looking at ways that we can love with authenticity. And have you ever been awarded an honorable mention? Anybody ever been awarded an honorable mention? Anyone this morning? Just hands in the room. This is the award that you receive when you haven't done anything to receive a real award. You recognize that, right? You, you haven't done... Somewhere along the line, we decided that it hurt so much when we lost that our psyches couldn't handle it that we created award for the losers. We say, congratulations! You didn't do very well, so you get an honorable mention. We don't want you to feel bad, but here's a little ribbon. It says honor right on it, so you know that it's a good thing. But really, this is our way of making sure you don't break down and cry. In fact, in some ways, I think the honorable mention is actually more enjoyable than the a silver or a bronze, because if you get a silver medal, it's that agony of being so close to winning, but I just ended up being the best of the losers. And it's not, it's not called an honorable silver medal or a fantastic bronze. It's just, it's just medal on ribbon. The honorable mention, it, it kind of equates us as like a judge, you know, the honorable judge, where I'm honorably mentioned. It puts us into that. Car- now, Connor, you finished third, and that's amazing. I'm not knocking your medal. I, I'd be proud of that medal, too. But Connor won third in, in, in Ontario Championships wrestling last, last weekend. And national, that's right. That's national, Canada. But in, even in our kids' programs, we've dumbed down awards to the point where nobody keeps score and everybody gets a medal. Have you noticed that? I'm coaching kids soccer this year, and the last few years that I've coached, we have this discussion all the time. The kids will say, we're winning two to one, and I'll look at them and say, no, we're not. There's no score. We're not keeping score, and they say, well, we put the ball in the net twice, and they put the ball in the net once, so we're winning two to one. I say, no, no, we're all winners today. Who wants orange slices? (laughs) We've decided that it's better that we all just have this honor. Maybe... Somewhere deep down inside, we figured out we need to celebrate everyone, that we all win as a society when when we recognize that everybody deserves some level of recognition or honor. And we recognize this for those of you who are parents. We know that there's something to be said about rewarding success rather than punishing failure failure we don't go ahead if if all we do to our kids and say here's where you've fallen short here's where you made a mistake here's the x's on your test improve those if we focus on that all the time and we never say here's what you've done well here's what i've really appreciated about the effort you've put in this week look at all the check marks you got if we never focus on that side then our psyches start to take a hit and some personalities, naturally, you may be sitting there, you may just be a, the kind of person that examines your mistakes and your shortcomings more quickly than you're, pref- than you're prepared to look at where you've done well. And you're doing that in an effort to succeed and do better next time, but you are naturally looking at uh, the things where, you've, where, where you haven't been worthy of honor and have we've we've discovered that too much time focused on failure and negativity leads to challenges with our mental health and our well-being. Sometimes the cup is just half empty people. Just just live with it, all right? <laughs> and we're into week 3 of our authentic series and we we've understood that in some ways we're accepting a cheap imitation form of love rather than finding true, authentic love for others and for God. And if you have your Bible this morning, we are rooted in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. And if you're following along online, you can go to the Version Bible app and look for Portico or Milton, and you'll see our, our text there. But this passage is detailing what authentic biblical love looks like. And we're up to verse 10 this morning, and we see that sincere love must honor our world has found many wonderful ways to show honor to people, and it goes beyond the fifth place ribbon, which is the honorable mention. On November 11th, we know every year that, and, and, and at other times throughout the year, we celebrate our military and, and we say, um, and, we, and we, we honor them with, uh, with dates set aside and ceremonies. We've got some images on the side screen, and you can see, you can be um, remembering that our sports heroes get. Get rings And they get and they get trophies, even when we find out that they've been cheating and deflating footballs. And we have other, we have other people that are competing for the Stanley Cup and the basketball championship, and they're going to get to hold up one of those trophies or get a ring. Some of you may even have received a, a Mother's Day mug, or you're anticipating that Father's Day mug or Father's Day tie that honors and rewards what what you've done. But if we look at what's trying to be communicated in verse 10 in Romans 12, a properly defined translation would encourage us to, and we see this in Romans 12, 10b in the English Standard Version, outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. It's literally telling us, compete against other people in the way that you try and honor. Paul is tapping into our competitive nature. Some of you are competitive people here. And he's trying to use that competitive nature for the positive, rather than for the negative. If you go to any parking lot, in fact, I wasn't out there when you were all parking this morning. I parked earlier. But if you, we may have seen some of that competitive nature come out, right? Because sometimes there's only one or two spots left and there's two or three cars coming in. And what happens in a parking lot when there's no spots, it's like one of those busy days, and you see in your rear view mirror somebody come out of a close spot? What do you do? You pop it into reverse. Woo! and get back there you don't want anybody else to get your spot because that's your spot and you deserve it our competitive nature starts to come out it's competitive but it's not honoring and when we look at authentic love paul says i want to redeem this side of you everyone i don't i don't want you to use your competitive nature to work against other people i want you to use your competitive nature to fight for other people and honor other people And in learning about authentic love, Paul says, um, instead of having the win-at-all-costs mentality, honor at all costs. Look what what Paul, who wrote this book in Romans, he also wrote this in Philippians 2, 3, and 4. He says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, this is not in our nature, is it? Human nature is protective of self first. It causes breakdowns in our relationships because we forget that we can't love well unless we fight for somebody else's honor. And this morning what we want to do over the course of the morning is look at all of our relationships that would require authentic honor and figure out what would we do to demonstrate this kind of love. Now, the first question that we may ask ourselves is, why would we honor? Why would we invest time in honoring somebody else that may not even necessarily have done anything to deserve it? And on our long weekend Sundays, if you're, if you're new to this context, what we do is we give you five minutes discuss around your tables three different discussion questions throughout the course of the morning. Now you don't have to have any Bible knowledge to participate in this discussion. This isn't um, a discussion where you're saying, tell me what the Bible thinks. This is tell me what you think about a certain topic. And so we, uh, if you're more introverted and you don't really feel comfortable participating in discussion, that's okay. Sip away at your coffee or tea and just listen to the others discuss. Or if you, if you just love to get involved in discussion, then go right ahead. But we'll give you, we'll give you five minutes. And the first topic we get to this morning is this. It says, there are certain people groups in our society that seem to get less respect. In your opinion, why do we hold on to these kinds of prejudices? Now, we don't want to talk about whom we may be prejudiced, but we just want to talk about why we have these certain stigmas that say this group is worthy of honor and this group is not necessarily worthy of the same amount of honor. So we'll leave your, your hand and we'll leave the discussion question on the screen and we'll give you about five minutes and then we'll come back and, uh, and we'll uh, move on from there and see what the Bible has to say about it. I heard some comments that these questions are getting too deep, too tough. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... As we, as we look at this at this topic of honor, it's, it's sad that we would even be able to discuss a question like this, but we have predetermined for ourselves or in certain societies that some groups of people don't deserve the same amount of respect as others. And we know that in some cases there are financially based prejudices, we Will judge based on looks and beauty. We were having a discussion. We were at. It was Andrew. Andrew turned twenty one. Yeah, last night. And we, no, <laughs> yeah. when we were, yeah, and we were out. We were out hanging out. We're all twenty year old, We're all twenty one year olds. Hang out. We were over at McDonald's, and we were and we were discussing how there was even this one that there are some trade shows in Las Vegas, and they have they hire models. To stand behind their desk at the trade show and Andrew was Andrew is there as a part of a trade show, like, you don't work for this company, do you? And they no, we don't work for the company. They hire them based on their looks because they think they'll get higher traffic to their table at the trade show if they hire a model. And they have complete prejudices and hiring policies based on looks and on and on beauty. Thankfully in Canada, we face fewer racially based prejudices, but not completely. And even in the church context, we tend to favor in, in a Christian context, we say those people who could play up on stage musically, or those people who could teach and speak, those are the ones God is God is really calling you to a special ministry. And we say you're called into ministry. Where at the same time, there are people serving in every area of the church and every area of the community called into ministry, but we have a little bit of a bias or a prejudice. When we're looking at authentic love and honor, we'll see in our first point that honor affirms the intrinsic worth of every individual. In God's book, we're all equal, we're all loved, we're all created to be his kids. He doesn't see distinction and he doesn't ever show favoritism. If we were to create a scale, God says he made us just a notch below even where he is, all of us. We read it in Psalm chapter 8, verse 5. This is what David wrote. Yet you made them, he's talking about human beings, only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Every human being. And any teaching or any opinion that we've ever heard to the contrary just doesn't line up with what we read in Scripture. Now this is hard for us to understand at sometimes because there are certain qualities or certain things that make certain groups of people more comfortable or favored here on earth. If we were just to look around, we would say if we had health and wealth and happiness that would mean that we're well loved and God's taking care of us. But it's just not the truth. Because if God's love was equated to wealth, would we say that God loves people in Canada more than he loves people in a country where they're struggling financially, and that's not true. We know that wealth has nothing to do with God's true love for us. If we say if health and safety was was the qualification, we would know that God loves us if he keeps us safe and he keeps us healthy. Well, look at what's happening, tragedies around the world. We've been watching the horrors in Nepal these last couple of weeks. Does God not love the people in Nepal? Well, of course he does. But health and safety doesn't equate love of God to us. If we look at the life of Jesus, he was broke, <laughs> he was despised, he went through times of personal anguish and, and suffering. And in fact, we'll see that if we study his life, no earthly thing is a prerequisite for honor and love. And in Galatians 3 and 28, it says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, they are neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. He says, there's nothing that separates you from my love, and that's what authentic love is. And we get f- caught up focusing on earthly rewards and earthly comfort, and God's perspective is what we experience on earth is just a continuum, a in of time in the continuum. Heaven is our real future. To love well means we honor people with the understanding that we're all equal. And you know, sometimes we get caught in this trap. If we understand God loving us with that equality, we need to demonstrate that same love to others with the same equality. I want you to think about this. Think about in your neighborhood. I was just going through this exercise for myself. I've got one family that they're a part of the church. They just live around the corner from us. They've got a daughter that's our, that's our daughter's age. And we love to get together with them. We share faith with them. We share uh, a lot of our life with them, we really enjoy spending time with them. We've got another family with a child just like our daughter's age and sometimes they can be a little challenging to get along with and sometimes it feels like we, we wouldn't enjoy spending as much time together. Who do you think it's more natural for me to favor? Somebody that I share faith with and somebody that I enjoy with or somebody that sometimes is challenging and somebody that I don't share faith with. And when we think about that, we, we say, well, naturally, I'm just going to spend more time with them. That's not authentic love. The word of God says that we as believers, anyone who's a believer, your love for others and your love for each other should demonstrate to the world that you're my followers. And if we're to love that way, then we can never show favoritism, whether it's based on faith, whether it's based on whatever prejudice that we may have, whether that's an overt prejudice or just something in the back of our mind that we say, I lean more naturally that way. God says, no, love all the same. I came to love you that way now love others the same way. And we see that not only with our friends, this is in a social situation where we're called to honor and demonstrate authentic love, but we'll also bump up against it where there's an authority figure in our lives who commands our honor. And some earn it, and others, not so much. Some of you have had bosses, some of you have had Parents, some of you have had people who have been in places of authority that you love to honor and respect, (laughs) and then you've had the exact opposite, right? And so then we get to this place, if we're going to demonstrate authentic love in our world, should there be a differentiation between how we demonstrate that kind of love and honor? So our second discussion question this morning is this. We're not going to ask you to, to go too deep here. This is more about sharing your story. Over the course of your life, who is the authority figure that you have respected the most? So just share a story about somebody, whether it's a teacher in school, whether it's a politician. Yeah, it might be a politician that you really love and respected. It could. Be, it could be. I, I, I'm not uh, putting. I'm not uh, segregating anyone. It could be a pastor at a church you've been to. It could be a boss that you've had. Some authority figure that you've really learned to love and respect and honor. He's the person that. Um, the person that has invested a lot in you and brought that feeling of honor and respect. So go ahead and share a few minutes around your table. Isn't it great when the systems of authority in our life bring those feelings of honor and respect out when it's natural? God has set up authority figures in our life, and when we naturally respect them and honor them, it's wonderful. Whether it's been the mayor who served this town so faithfully for over 50 years, for me, it's being able to serve under Pastor Doug, someone who's, who's loved and cared and empowered and done so much for me. It's, when it's natural, it's amazing. It's a great place to be. But we know that there are times, and we wouldn't mention any names, but there are people who are in authority over us, And we don't respect their choices. We don't respect their life. What do we do with that? If we're called to be people who show authentic love? Well, our second point here in the the fill-in-the-blank this morning is that honor acknowledges the importance of submitting to people and positions of authority, and for our second point this morning, we wanted to tune to a, a clip from Pastor Craig Groeschel, and he's going to teach on how to honor those in authority. And Craig is going to be one of our speakers at the Global Leadership Summit, which will be uh, video hosting in, at the Mississauga campus this August, I believe it's August 9th and 10th, and we've got a special um, sign-up rate that you can take advantage of that throughout the month of May. It's only $79 to sign up, I believe, or is it not, no, 99 89, I was close, somewhere in there. It's $89 to, to uh, sign up for. It. It's some of the best leadership teaching that you'll ever experience. This would be If you went to a conference like this live, it could be upwards of $1,000. You can video it in for $89. And Craig, who's gonna be, who is a repeat speaker and going to be speaking at it again this summer, is going to talk to us about the importance of acknowledging people and positions of authority. Go ahead and roll the clip, Johanna.
1: And in, in Mark chapter 6 verses 4, Jesus said some interesting words. He said, only in his hometown among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without what? Jesus said, is a prophet without honor. Now, I can't explain this next portion of the text. Maybe someone smarter than I am can, but scripture says, it didn't say he did not, but it says Jesus Christ, Could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them, and he was amazed at their lack of faith. Now, again, I can't explain this and don't fully understand it. But somehow, because of a lack of honor and a lack of faith, this limited what Jesus could do. And if I can just um, run on a short rabbit trail, one of the reasons I believe that we're a culture that doesn't show honor upward to people is because we've forgotten to show honor toward God. Can I just say, God is not the man upstairs, he's not the big guy in the sky, Jesus is not your homeboy, and we don't pray to the six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus, okay, Jesus is the soon-returning, conquering King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and when we learn to honor God for who He is, then we'll naturally, more naturally, honor those around us. Honor builds up. Dishonor tears down. Honor believes the best. Dishonor believes the worst. Honor values others, dishonor devalues them. And I would argue all day long that in our businesses and in our ministries and in our churches that because of a lack of honor and a lack of love we are limiting what could happen through generations that would work together. In fact one time um, Amy and I were, my wife and I were working with a couple and they had a really struggling marriage and the, um, the wife was just belittling the husband over and over again, trash talking him. And I was kind of looking for a diplomatic way to intervene. And finally, my wife, Amy, just jumped in and said, cut it out, woman. And she's like, huh? And Amy just said, you continue to dishonor your husband. And that is not right. And the woman said, well, if my husband were one-tenth the man that your husband is, maybe I'd show honor to him. And my wife blurted back. Maybe my husband is who he is because I've honored him all these years. Honor builds up. Some people say, you know, if my pastor were honorable, I'd show honor to him. Or if my boss were honorable, I'd show honor to her. I believe with all my heart that respect is earned, but honor is given. You show honor honor to those who are above you. Respect is earned, but honor is given. So often people think, well, when you're honorable, I'll treat you with honor. But here's the deal. Sometimes it's when I ascribe honor to you that you become more honorable. And there are some in the younger generation that you need to repent to your leaders and to your pastors and to your bosses because you have been dishonoring and you have been getting in the way of what could happen if you would show honor to those who are above you. If you ever want to be over, you need to learn to be under with integrity. You serve those over you faithfully and watch what happens. Great
0: words from Pastor Craig Groeschel. So make sure you sign up afterwards. At uh, the, in, the info center, we've got um, information cards about how to, how to sign up and the, and the link online there. But God's expectation is that we would show honor, even if the respect isn't earned, to every person that he's placed in our lives, whether it's in authority or just somebody that we want to demonstrate authentic love to. And it goes beyond our feelings towards them we're in this we're in this case right now that there is uproar with our liberal government in ontario right we're worried about we've got teachers who on strike we're worried about our our the sex education that's coming out we're worried about all kinds of, there are all kinds of different issues at the forefront right now and you know what god calls us to do with our government is honor and pray for whether we agree with policy or not we honor when we look at it in our relationships with each other, whether it's in a spouse relationship or a dating relationship, we'll see the, our partner who could be self-centered at times and could be doing things that would damage that relationship. And if we want to demonstrate authentic love, the Word of God says sincere love honors regardless. First Peter 2 and 17, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God and honor the emperor. That's like, that's like a mission statement right there. <laughs> respect, love, fear God, and honor the emperor, honor the king, the leader. Romans 13 and 7 brings it even a little further. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, revenue. If respect, then respect. And if honor, then honor. And part of conducting ourselves with authentic love, a love that would stand out to others, means honoring people who haven't earned it from us. Honor doesn't require respect, just like Craig said. Honor is a choice, and it's part and parcel with our choice to love well. Well, we're going to tie a bow on this morning. I just want you, for one moment, share one-word responses around your table. If you could only name one personality trait or characteristic that you respect in someone else, what would it be? One word around your tables right now, go. The, The one trait or characteristic that you respect in somebody else, what would it be? Now, I definitely heard more than one word come in. No, just <laughs> we, 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 were, we were explaining our words. That's okay. Some people, like Craig just said, they will never act in a way worthy of honor until they experience what being honored feels like. We get stuck in a rut and we get stuck in a place where we don't feel honor and we are in that place for so long, we don't have the ability to remember why and how to act in honorable ways. This is our unique opportunity. I want us to consider this. Honor accepts the privilege of showing love with no hidden agenda. That's our last fill in the blank. Honor accepts that privilege of showing love for no other reason just to love other people. Because if we could imagine every person we met on the street and imagine that they had the potential to carry out that characteristic that you respect in other people, Who knows what changes might happen in our world? If it's integrity for you, we heard that word put around a lot. If it's integrity, if everybody you met, you thought this person has the capability of living a life of integrity, I'm going to treat them that way. Who knows how they may change their life. If it's, if it's um, just honesty, maybe it's honesty. If you look at that person and said, I'm going to treat you like every word that comes out of your mouth from now on is going to be honest. Maybe up until this point it wasn't, but I'm going to choose to treat you in a way that you're being fully honest and upfront with me. Who knows the level of, if the level of honesty may not go up. For eight years, I worked as a youth pastor. It's part of our youth ministries here at Portico, and I would take our students uh, in the springtime, we would make bagged uh, meals, just sandwiches, an apple, granola bar, a juice box, and we would go down and we would do this little tour, and we would start, uh, we'd start just behind City Hall in Toronto, and we'd do this little walk, and we'd go through some of the, um, some of the areas where there's lots of people who are homeless, who, where, they, where they collect and I remember when I would take them, we would just kind of prepare them. Wilson, you probably have gone on that. Yeah, Wilson's gone on that walk with me. And we would, and we would prepare, and we would say, you know what, if you're not comfortable um, having conversations, then that's okay, we'll go with you, and we'll help you deliver the meal, and just respectfully give them that, that meal. And if they want two, they can have two, and if they want nothing because they're just not ready to accept that from you, then that's okay, we're just going to respect that person. But we said, more than anything, if you can just have a conversation with somebody that you may not feel wants to have a conversation or is worthy to have a conversation, just go and talk with them. Just go find out their story. Treat them in a way that may, in fact, change something about the way that they treat other people. And we went to this one park the one time, and I remember there was a group of guys playing chess. And this is a group of people that we may think, well, they're probably drug addicts, they're probably alcoholics, they're probably dishonest, they're on the street. And we said, could we stop and play chess with you? And we stopped out in front of this, I think it's St. Andrew's Church in in Toronto, and we played chess with people for about 45 minutes. And our dog was there running around playing with them, and we're playing chess and getting getting to know them. And I remember God teaching me that day, treat people with the way that I imagine that they could be, with the word that comes to my mind. And a big one for me is the word resilience. I, I feel that if... If people give up, I have a hard time giving respect. If they just give up on things. And sometimes I have a hard time looking at a person who's chosen not to, who's just chosen to be on the street in my mind. They've chosen to be on the street and think, why have they given up? And God said, how dare you treat my kid that way? You have no idea what's happening. Treat them like they could be the most resilient person in the world and see what happens when you start to love. See what happens when they start to give respect. To to experience the kind of love that I brought you, that I that I sent my son to the world to demonstrate that I brought you into their life for. And I remember those walks on those nights thinking, sure we gave them a peanut butter sandwich and a juice box, but maybe we gave them respect. Maybe we gave them value, and maybe we added something else. That was our goal for those nights. And when I begin to reframe and imagine individuals as they could be not as I've experienced them to be to this point, I begin to have this privilege of showing authentic love to other people and we'll never know how the future changes. My act and choice to demonstrate authentic love could change the unlovable thing that I thought was in them. In Matthew 25 and 40, we we read about how Jesus said, treat those... When we're coming to a party, don't treat those whom we think are most worthy of respect as best, but we should take the lowest seat at the, place, uh, at the table or the lowest place in that party and honor those and let other people be honored. In Proverbs 14 and 31, it says, Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. That's God. Whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Our goal this morning as we prepared this message, this service, was to remind ourselves that to love authentically means to honor and in our efforts to honor, don't wait to be honored. Literally become competitive in outdoing other people in the way that we honor. So start small. Here's the challenge this week as we go. Allow a person, when you're, when you're getting to the grocery store, and there's a certain grocery store, I'm not going to throw any chain under the bus, but the lineups at that grocery store are always so long. And yeah, yeah see, you know, I don't have to say anything. They are so long and there's only ever like three cashiers there and there's always two or three people getting to that line at the same time and my time is valuable and I think my foot was there first. Show honor. Step back and say, you know, I'd love to let you go ahead of me because we're going to wait a long time. Why don't you wait a little bit less? Start small. Show honor. At lunch, maybe you're going to share... When we usually get around the table at lunch, like there's something will happen and somebody spills a glass of milk or somebody does something or we don't like the way the food's prepared, instead of showing complaints and our dissatisfaction, why don't we show honor and specifically choose to tell each other what we value about them? We can do that as a family. We can do that at the grocery store. Kids, listen up. Here's your challenge this week. Everybody under the age of 10, sure, let's go 10. Here's your your challenge this week, kids. There's going to be a kid at the park that nobody wants to play with. On Tuesday when you go to school, somebody's going to be, I don't want to play with this kid because he's not somebody that, or she's not somebody that I would really like to get along with. Here's your challenge. You include them. You honor them. You treat them the way that you would want to be treated and the the way that God loves you without judging, without caring what you've done or how you've acted in the past. Treat them that way. And see what happens when you begin to authentically love the way he authentically loved us. Our love for others should demonstrate to the world that we're different. Here's what we're going to close with. Psalm 112 and 9. This is what it says in the New Living Translation. They share freely and give generously to those in need. These are the people that honor him. Their good deeds will be remembered forever and they will have influence and honor. That's our calling to go and love God and love others well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the, uh, your word. And God, it is challenging when we really open your word and look at it and reflect on how we act. And we admit this morning that there are so many times, whether it's in our marriage or in the way that we treat our boss or our government, God, we, we ask for forgiveness and say, Father, we've, we've blown it. And help us to go out today and live and love differently with authentic love, sincere love that would choose not only devotion like we looked at last week, but honor as well, Father. And the Holy Spirit, I pray you highlight moments this week in our lives when we have this challenge, and we're going to outdo somebody else in the way that we honor, and we are going to fight for the fact that we can honor somebody else, God. It's been so good to be in this place together with friends and together with you, Lord. And we ask that as you go, uh, as, as we go, your spirit go with us. We thank you and we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.